my check. One, two. What's going on, everybody? This is Spooks McGee with the Late Bloomer Podcast. This is episode number 13. And today's episode is brought to you by Typical Dib. Typical Dib is an MC. But you know what else he he uh, he does? <laughs> I fucked that up. Typical Div is an MC. And he spends a lot of his time on stage roasting MCs. But you know what else he roasts? <laughs> Fresh coffee. About it. Black coffee is dope. It's a black-owned business. They black people making coffee as black people. I mean, come on. That's dope. Come on, bruh. That's just beautiful. And uh, it's T-Y. P-I-C-A-L-D-I-V as in Victor dot com. Typicaldiv.com. Yes, you can buy merchandise. Yes, you can buy music. But you can also buy fresh roasted coffee from Georgia. Local. Black owned. Buy it. It's dope. Get that Kenya roast while it's still out there. It's fire. Coffee. Black coffee is dope too. Alright, anyway. Um... I got my guest on the line. I'm about to get her in, and we're going to talk about what just happened because, wow. Patty LaBelle, Gladys Knight. It's probably still going on, but I ran out of steam. It was, uh, it was interesting, to say the least. But uh, here we go. Hello. Hey, are you there? I'm here. All right. Okay, so hey, we got. Hey, hey. Yeah, so go ahead and introduce yourself to the people. Okay, I am Ayesha Ayana. I am a musical connoisseur of the sorts. Food connoisseur, jewelry maker, waist bead maker, homemaker. That's video. Yeah. You a maker. <laughs> See, some people are I'm takers. A maker. Yeah, some people are takers. You know what I'm saying? And some people you know are makers. Some people are fakers. Ooh, some people are shakers. Damn, where's my shaker at? That'd be a perfect time to be like. And, and all my weed, all my weed smokers are bakers. Right, right, right. You know. And shout out to the L.A. Nakers. <laughs> Stop. You're <laughs> crazy. <laughs> So how are you? I'm doing I'm so good, man. I thought I was going to have to do this podcast on my own. <laughs> yo, yo, that's how we make it sometimes. Got to grind it out. It's all good. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? But uh, I'm glad you're here. Um, glad we've been talking be about doing here. this for about four years now. Four fucking years. It's ridiculous, yep. man. But, you know, things come to fruition. When you, when you say that you're going to do something, it can happen. You know what I'm saying? That's true, and you know what? Everything has its own timing. When shit's supposed to happen, it's gonna happen. Exactly. Guaranteed. Guaranteed. Yep. Shout out to Zach Lee. Yeah, facts. (laughs) Um, Big facts. So, did you watch that versus? I watched some of it. Um, Once you sent it to me, I started watching it. You talking about it's gonna get to one million? What did I say? He said, not a chance. <laughs> not a chance. <laughs> I'm like, nah, because the youngsters, they don't, they don't know nothing about that. So someone gave me a theory. Someone gave me a pretty solid theory about why it didn't break a million, right? 
Okay. Okay. So all the elderly people that get online to watch this shit, right? Mm-hmm. They're gonna be in a group. They're 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 gad. They're they're like you know communal people. They're gonna be in a group, all sitting in one room, watching it off and of one of point one TV. You know, what valid I mean? point. You have a valid. All so, the aunties got together. Exactly. So if all the aunties oh, yeah. are in one room on one phone looking at the same stream, then mm-hmm. you know that's gonna cut the shit in half. <laughs> true. True. So and there's about a hundred thousand of them doing that. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. It's it's Patty. It's Patty. And uh, Gladys Day. I mean, they is just super lit, right? You know, right? And, and the show is still going on. Oh, is it? Because I was watching it. It just cut off. I was like, okay, what no. happened? What? I just, uh, it's a, it's a, I'm a late bloomer. Like, that's the whole concept of the show. Late bloomer podcast. Okay. So. Love it. Um, there's a thing about me being, like, in a specific environment where I never was really exposed to a lot of, like, secular stuff. And, you know, okay. what what is, like, most common in black American households, I kind of missed out on. So I'm going to have to take some time to go listen to the Gladys, the whole, you know, uh, Gladys and the uh, Patty catalog because I'm way behind on that shit. Okay. So okay. a lot of the that records that really hit me were some of the most popular ones, the ones that peak, you know. Like, uh, uh-huh. you know, on my own or leaving on a midnight train or what's the one that we just, that was just there, Jerry? Um, the one that's like, I love, you. I love you. And oh, I, man, that I, is probably one of my top 10 favorite R&B songs yes. ever. And I'm not a big Patty fan, but that song really hits in a special way. Yes. Mm-hmm. You start feeling all kind of feelings for somebody. Right. Once that plays. Mm-hmm. And so what I noticed is as a hip-hop producer and someone who, like, came late into the game, a lot of the mm-hmm. stuff that I recognized were, like, samples of Patty and... and, and, and uh, Very true. Yeah. Very true. That Nelly and Kelly. Yep. Yep. They it's, they really brought that back. They, yeah. They really introduced that song to a lot of people in my uh, generation, our generation. Yep. And really put us on. Because I don't think I really had heard that Patty song until I listened to the Nelly song. Yes, exactly. So, yeah. Exactly. And when you listen to the Patty song, it's like, wow. You like you literally get chills. Yeah, you, you, you do. You can feel it in your heart chakra. Yeah. And um, I was just talking about how she did that cover of uh, Somewhere Over the Rainbow. And it's like, that's another one. That's like one of the most beautiful songs ever written. It's like, it's just so, it just hits you. You know what I'm saying? Have I, I don't think I've heard that one. Okay, now I'm a late bloomer on Listen, that. Listen, you know that damn song. Somewhere uh, over the I haven't heard Patty sing it, though. Everyone's done a cover of that song. Yeah, everyone's done their version of Somewhere Over the Goddamn Rainbow. My favorite, not one of my, not my favorite, but one of my favorite ones is the, is the, is the Hawaiian guy with a little ukulele. Because you can hear his... Pa- he died. I, I don't remember his name. Though. Really? Who, who is it? Hold on. I got to look it up. Hold on. Uh, on, the, on the ukulele. Yeah. Hawaiian somewhere over the rainbow. It's this guy named Israel... Okay, now I'm going to butcher his last name. His name is uh, Israel Kamakawiole. Oh, wow. And uh, he died. But the song actually won an award for... Uh, Song of the Year, Echo, an Echo Award, and, and it was released in 1990. It's just him, his vocals, and the ukulele, and it's just so beautiful because you could just hear him, like you know, it's just so oh, so dope. it's so sweet. Like, oh, that's dope. I'm gonna have to listen to that. Yeah, I'll send it to you. I'll send you the link. Um, but yeah, Patty Labelle, not Patty Labelle. Yeah, Patty Labelle did a ver- did a cover of that song, but it's just like you know, there's some songs that just like wow, you know. 
Um, yeah, I totally agree. You know, totally agree. I saw a little montage of some of Patty's uh, performances. I think yesterday. Yeah, her performances throughout the years, and I was like, damn. Patty really is a phenomenal singer. Mm-hmm. Those high notes are on a whole nother fucking level. And she just hits them so aptly. Right. I mean, it's kind of harder to do them once you get older. Yeah. But it was, I started having a whole new appreciation last night. Yeah. I was like, oh shit, I haven't given Patty all the credit she exactly. deserves. So, exactly. Yeah. And so this is a, what, the, what, what, what Swiss and uh, Tim are doing is legendary. Like, you know, this is probably one of the better things to happen in 2020. I mean, because this year was straight up shit, man. It was, you know, honestly, this year hasn't been too shabby. That's how you know my past three, four years have been shitty. Yeah. Because this coronavirus shit has actually been pretty sweet. <laughs> it's not been too bad. Yeah, it's been you manageable. Get to, you get to sit at home and like recover and recuperate and yes. meditate and think. Yeah, yeah. Which but, is what society been needing for a long time. Right, but imagine, imagine like all these power players just coming into the damn. Uh, Live, I'm looking at this shit like Oprah. What the fuck, Michelle Obama? Facts. What the facts? I'm like, yo, bruh. Oprah was in there, and she had the Oprah magazine in there at the same time. Bruh, I it said, was oh crazy. shit, it she was doubled crazy. up on their ass. Yeah, and then I know that Monica and uh, and uh, Brandy lost their shit when because at one point she had shouted Monica and Brandy, "Y'all better get it together now. Y'all better work yo, that I out." Yo, I saw that. I felt awkward. <laughs> right. <laughs> Um, but Whoa, yeah. auntie, come on. Man, but here's what I noticed. I noticed something about their personalities. They're completely mm. uh, polar opposites. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, you look at Gladys oh, and she smiles. And outspoken. She, yes, exactly. But I feel like if you look at Gladys, she's like kind of like at the point in her life where she doesn't really need anything but her music and her, you know, water and her books. Yeah. And, her, and she could chill right. and she, she could smile at you and make you feel like the world is going to be okay is what one of my friends said, you know? Right, um, right. Or, yeah. And then, then you have the, the exact polar opposite. Patty, who is all about, she's with the shits. You know what I'm saying? You can see that she's... With all the shits. Okay? <laughs> yes. You can see that they she... They remind me of like the two different, the two grandmas you had the grandma on your mom's side yeah, and the yeah. grandma on your dad's side. It's right. like you got one that's going to cuss and drink and talk shit with you and then you got the sweet grandma <laughs> who sits at home and will watch the kids. Yes. But the other grandma like, I ain't watching no damn kids. That's right. Patty. Right, right. Patty, it will cook the, cook the hell out of some food but you better not right. talk out of line because she will pop you in your mouth like immediately. Um, uh, yeah, she might have a switch sitting right behind her favorite chair. Yeah, exactly. Her exactly. favorite fancy armoire. Right. And one switch thing that I noticed there. is that she um she also like if you look at the the the, the difference in, in their set, like on on cool. on Gladys's side, she just has a little table and her little candle or whatever, mm-hmm. a little flower. And then if you look on Patty's side, she had to put that Louis Vuitton luggage out there in the front. Had the red Bad bottoms bitch. over there. Bad bitches do it. She had to stunt on, flex on niggas like real talk. She was flexing. I'm like, yo, she a seventy, style, almost eighty year old woman flexing on niggas. Like, check me out. Yo, it's it's real. It's and, re- that's her. Yeah, and you could tell that she's, on, she accust- she's grown accustomed to being catered to because she has that. She exudes that bit of like you. You must fear me attitude. You know. Yeah, like um, like the queen of fucking England or some yeah. shit. Yeah, <laughs> well, I mean, she's the queen of black people. I mean, she's the queen of gays. She's the queen of blacks. She's the queen of, of R&B. True. She's the queen of soul. Very she's, true. You know, she got a right to act like she, she cocky. You to know? act like a boss. Bitch. You know, because she ain't nobody going, you know. But at the same time, um, it was kind of awkward seeing someone that's that confident, especially an elderly black woman who could really just do that because 
it makes you feel like kind of weird like because you don't see it very often you know yeah that's true yeah she steps into her power and she's not ashamed of it at all she owns owns it she's owning all her shit Mm. i'm still rare i'm still drinking this typical div uh roasted coffee it's 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 beautiful i'm drinking it black and and it's, it's, it's smooth Straight up, I peeped that. I peeped that. Yeah, I'll check this stuff out. I have yet to buy some, but I'm gonna have to purchase Black Business. Come on, gotta yes. support if that. If you shit. like coffee, you're gonna love this. This is one of my. I'm new a coffee addict. Muscles. Yes. Okay. Well, this is probably the best cup of coffee you're gonna have in a very long time. He roasts it here, raw beans roasted here in Georgia, and then shipped oh. right to your house. You film. Okay. Yeah. You film. Yep. Nice. Nice shit. Um, Good shit, man. But uh, this whole thing about celebrities taking over Instagram, it kind of bums you out. Like, because you know that if you're an artist and you want to really make an impression, you have to have some kind of, like, uh, Instagram following, you know? Gotta have some following, yeah. Yeah, but the problem is that how can someone break break in, into a, a, a platform where, you know, people can, like, celebrities just start making profiles? Like, how can I compete with fucking Oprah and, and Michelle Obama? Like, how? There's no way. Oh, yeah, yeah, so basically. Like, I was literally just talking to Roots Queen this morning about the idea of, like, just building your own network, kind of like how Ryan Leslie did, because we can't rely on these ass, because it's just like, you know, how can we compete with Gladys Knight and fucking Patti LaBelle? There's no way. Yeah, 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 you're right. You know what, that's funny, I just peeped Ryan Leslie's um, page yeah. a couple of weeks ago, because yeah. I'm a huge, huge fan of Ryan Leslie. And I was like, damn, where is he at? And I see that he started an app and for fans and yep. artists to connect. I was like, what in the fuck? Where have I been? He so will text you directly. He, like, hey, what's up? It's me, Ryan. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. That's dope. Yeah. Um, but this whole thing kind of gives me, like, uh, get, makes me wonder. It makes me think about what you were talking about. About how, mm-hmm. how much stock we put into what celebrities say or do. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and and sure. how you know our auntie would die, and we'll post like a little like you know a little thing or something, and then you know a week later we're just you know posting selfies again. But a lot of people right. are broken by when a celebrity dies that they um, admired, and one of the biggest losses uh, for the culture and for just film in general is, uh, um, you know, Chala. Yeah, Chadwick Boseman. You know, from T'Challa. <laughs> Mr. Mr. Black, Mr. Uh, um, you know, Black Panther himself. It was yep. a, it was amazing uh, the 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 outpour and the and the support and the love because I mean it was like we finally got something that was uh-huh. that was not not just like oh that's that's pretty cool but it shocked the world you know it shook the world right. up. And, um, yeah, it transcended being black. It was like, it's a phenomenon for everyone. Yeah. But what you were saying really hit me, and it was like, you know, some people might take it as, like, disrespect or rude, but, I mean, I don't think so. I think that it's a really good uh, sentiment. It's like, okay, yeah, it's a very untimely death, and it's super sad. However, uh-huh. he accomplished things in that little time frame yep. that so many people would wish that they could accomplish you know, yeah. and so if you really want to think about it, like you said, his destiny was fulfilled. His purpose on earth was fulfilled. Mm-hmm. So why would mm-hmm. this be a tragedy when people that you know the real tragedy is people who are forty years old can't get a thousand dollars in their bank account. That's tragic, right? You know what I'm saying? Right. Haven't done nothing yeah. but go to work every day. That's a tragedy, right? 
You know, yeah, I mean, when they die and their kids have to do a GoFundMe for their damn funeral, their funeral. that's a fucking tragedy. Exactly. But when There's a man makes down, one of the sad. most iconic films of all time, literally broken uh-huh. records, I mean, he did it, baby. He, he It's the dream. He yeah. can't die, you know? Period. Period. Yeah, you're allowed to die after that. Like, let me let a motherfucker go. We all have to go. Right, right. No one's going to be here forever. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I definitely look at it as, like you said, he fulfilled his destiny. He accomplished, uh, you know, transcending cultures and opening up different, uh, different people's eyes to seeing that, oh, wow, black people can create something. Even if it's just in an imaginary world. Like, okay black people are worthy and it made black people feel like oh i'm worthy i'm a superhero too so i mean it's really amazing um what what um chadwick boseman did with his career and for the world you know and you know we we focus a lot on what he did as an artist um and that's Uh great because you know yeah black panther is great it's a great character I didn't think that Black Panther stood out, even though he was the lead character and the title character in the film. I didn't think that uh-huh. out of all the characters in the film, actually Black Panther was underdeveloped, and I felt like they left the room. I agree for for Black Panther to be you know developed more. But I was yeah. more impressed with the with the performances and the stories and the characterization of uh, a lot of different you know side characters. You know his sister. Yeah. I was I was impressed by his sister's performance. I was impressed by um, his. Uh, his, you know what's the name? Um, Mbaku. I'm a Killmonger fan. Killmonger, I'm a Killmonger fan to the core. Yeah. But this is what this is another thing that shows how good he was. He's the lead character, and somehow he's able to give all this the supporting cast members time to really shine and like, shine. make that incredible impression. You know, mm-hmm. phenomenal, yeah. phenomenal. Yep. Um, but yep. I think that I they agree. did that on purpose to leave that space so that they could really develop that character on a, on on screen. You know. Right. Yeah. But I think that I hadn't thought of it that way. But yeah, you yeah, got a point. I think that um, uh, while we do like, I really appreciate his his uh, contributions in that regard. He he did mm-hmm. some other uh, phenomenal performances that shouldn't be like you know cast aside. Like his James Brown was amazing. Okay, I never watched you it. Have but, to uh, watch I heard it. You every, have everyone to watch said it was great. And what was it? Forty forty two. Um, forty two. What do you mean? Jesse. Uh, the baseball movie. He did the baseball movie. Oh, oh, Jackie Robinson. Jackie Robinson. Look at me, small Jesse Jackson. No, bitch. Jackie Robinson. Wait, what the heck? <laughs> what is that? Yeah. Okay. Um, what were we talking about? We were talking about... Um, oh, it's other performances, yeah. The performances that he's done, yeah. Right, so one thing that tripped me out. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so Black Panther, one of the biggest, like, uh, characters, right? Right. 
but one of the most one of the most influential and prolific characters, but also a real human being, is Malcolm X. Right? Yeah. And Malcolm X yeah. was portrayed by Denzel Washington, right? Uh-huh. Even though Denzel killed it, Spike Lee killed it, they I mean, just never really got the recognition for that film that I think they should have gotten, right? Uh, yeah. Right. But did you know that Denzel paid for a whole tuition, right, for Chadwick to finish school? Wow. So Malcolm X, Denzel Washington, Spike Lee, they're all connected to the whole... There's no Black Panther without without Denzel Washington. Mm, wow. And so even though Malcolm X might have not gotten that respect and that like that accolade, that performance he should have gotten, it opened the, mm-hmm. the, the gate for Black Panther to even exist. That shit. Right. That shit. Right. Amazing. And did you know I also read that Angela Bassett did a commencement at his college graduation, and he was the escort. He was her escort Get for out his. Of here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yep, sure yeah. was. And you know what? This type of things happened to me. Like I met a, a person that I had spoken to for a while. You know, finds out that she like knew somebody that from five years ago who ended up on Paid in America album. And oh our, wow, our meeting is random, and I feel like we're like that whole thing blows my mind. But you can, I'm pretty much, if you just really look, you can pretty much find all those people connected somehow, some way. It's like That's back in the day, if you went on Google and you typed six degrees of... Separation? Well, six de- degrees of Kevin Bacon. There was like, Oh, shit. Yeah, there was... I think I heard of that. Yeah. There was this uh, algorithm, I think they removed it, but it, it pretty much you can put uh, uh a celebrity's name and the word bacon number at the end of their their name and it'll tell mm-hmm. you how many degrees of separation they are from Kevin Bacon. <laughs> oh, shit. As far as being in films or, or any kind of like production with them. That's really cool. It's Let me see if they still have that algorithm. But it, it one day I was talking to somebody and I was like, Daniel, uh, Jermaine Dupri, uh, I wonder what would happen if he didn't, if he was never on the scene. And we would get no Usher, and we would get no this, no that, Janet Jackson, this, that. That Janet Jackson wouldn't have been able to do this, this, and this. You know what I'm saying? And All so, right, Carrie wouldn't have been able to do such and such and such. Right, right. So I was thinking about like the, uh, um, the, uh, the, the six degrees of um, Jermaine Dupri. <laughs> oh, that'd be dope. And pretty much we, there, there's, there's a very long thread somewhere on my, on my Facebook where we're just trying to find out how many people uh, Jermaine Dupree is connected to, and I couldn't, mm-hmm. I couldn't find people he wasn't connected to. Like, people wow. like Sammy Davis Jr., like, people you didn't think that he would be connected to. Whoa. Yeah, <laughs> That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Hold on. I, but you know what? what's cool about that and why I think that would be a great idea is because, especially in the hip-hop culture, something that we don't do that a lot of other musical genres do is we do not give our legends their fucking flowers. Yes. So I think that would be really interesting so that people can recognize what um, what our culture and the people who contribute to it, how important they are right. to um, our, our industry and to our culture in general. So well, That's why the, the verses is important. Because just like how you said, these people know Gladys Knight and Patti LaBelle are significant. We don't always know that, but they know that we know that. They know that we need to know that, and they and they allow us to to be able to discover that by putting them on a platform. You said you didn't know that they existed until you heard 
until they, that that song existed until you heard the Nelly Kelly. So sampling and all that shit, it, it keeps that 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 circle going. It's like it, it keeps us in tune with the with the with the forefathers, you know, sampling their work. Right, right, true, true, yeah. It's crazy, man. And we do, yeah, we, you know, and what we're doing now with social media and internet and sampling—that's kind of like you know paying homage in, in to a, in a way. But yeah, that's the bare, that's the bare minimum. We should be we should be put, giving them way more credit, you know. Way. Way we should be doing way more, giving them way more credit. And you know, when you look at, I look at country artists and rock, rock, um, rock artists, and they can fucking perform ACDC, Garth Brooks. They can perform for fifty fucking years, and people are going to love them and appreciate them. They're going to make their money. They're not going to be disrespected either, right? But in our culture, we're so fucking quick to old. Oh, that's old. Now, they too old to yeah. do this. He's old to rap. You shouldn't be doing this no more. Like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. All you crack baby rappers wouldn't be able to do any of this if it wasn't for them. Crack like, I don't understand why we, like, it's just so easy to discard our culture. Yeah. But it it also plays into the fact how easy it is for us to give our culture away. So, I mean, but that's a whole other topic. I mean, yeah, it is. Um, But that's one thing that I thought was interesting was, um, damn, I forgot what I was going to say. Um, Whoopsie. <laughs> Whoopsie. <laughs> um, say what you said again one more time. Uh, I was talking about how um, we need to give our our uh, artists their flowers now and mm-hmm. how we need to not disrespect them. Oh, disrespect. Like, That's what I was going to get at. The disrespect. I was going to get on the disrespect thing. So, mm-hmm. okay. So, tonight... A legendary night, Patty and Gladys. Wonderful, right? But you know, I know, what's going to happen on black Twitter. The memes are going to start flying. They're going to start... Memes galore. Yes. I love memes. I think it's hilarious, but we're basically going to just mock them, but with love, you know? Yeah, that's true. That's true. But it's kind of like low-key disrespectful, though. But that's because we know how to laugh. We literally laugh at everything. (laughs) But do you think it's like low key disrespectful though? Say anything, but that's how we get through our shit. Like yeah, we yeah. wouldn't be our able to get humor. through yeah. nothing. That's true. That's true. Without laughing through it, like that's just our coping mechanism. Make everything funny. Like yeah. how else will we turn nigger into what up, my nigga? Yeah, exactly. Like, no one else can do that. Exactly. Exactly. And yeah, I mean, there's so much that we poke fun at. Like I was just talking to somebody the other day, and I was like, okay, slavery. And racism is not funny at all. Mm-hmm. It's very serious. It's not a joke. It's something that we should all take very seriously. However, mm-hmm. there are some antiquated racial slurs that are almost so comical and so ridiculous that it's just like it's comical. Like, the fuck is a moon cricket? The fuck? Tell me what the fuck a moon cricket is because <laughs> I ain't never heard that in my life. <laughs> Dude, I just figured out, learned recently that that's a racial slur against black people. And there's like restaurants in the Southeast region that are named Moon Cricket Cafe and shit like that. What the hell? Yeah. What about well, Jigaboo? They call me a moon cricket. What about Jigaboo? Why was I just thinking Jigaboo? That's so weird. Oh, it's so Jigaboo's goofy. Funny as hell. It's 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 like it's it's so goofy that if someone if a, if a racist white person came at me with a, with a maga hat on and said, "Yeah, damn Jigaboo," I would roll on the floor <laughs> I laughing. Would die laughing. I would. It's so ridiculous. You know. Yo. <laughs> I had an old white man. <clears throat> 
call my daughter a pick in any one time. He was like 90 years oh, old, half, half dead gosh. at the frozen, frozen yogurt shop. And he said, he looked at her, he said, you know what a pickaninny is? What? I said, oh, I'm finna kill this motherfucker. Wow. wow. But you could tell he was one of those old, he was so old, like, he sits at the yogurt shop, yeah. and he just comes there in a the day and just sits there. And I was like, once he starts saying it, I said, y'all, get, get your friend, get him. Then he tried to clean it up by saying, but do you know what a cracker is? I said, yeah, I do. I'm looking at one I'm looking right at now. looking at one right now. <laughs> <laughs> he knew no. to clean it up because I was going to go in on that ass. I don't Damn. care how old you is. Wow. <laughs> you know, when someone's so old, they probably got cheese on their cracker now. Facts. <laughs> Yo, I found real. The, I found the Kevin Bacon thing, though. So pretty much now, if you can tell me anyone like you think would never be connected to Kevin Bacon. Now, not just now the way that it works is it's not just people that are connected to Kevin Bacon, but it's people who have worked with him on a professional level, or mm-hmm. people who who worked with people who worked with him who worked with him. So that's how the Bacon number works. So let's say that right. that Jay Z was in a documentary uh, that you know Kevin Bacon was in or something like that. Then his then he's mm-hmm. only one degree of separation, right? But let's right, say that right. Beyonce was in a movie that. Uh, Jay Z was in that. That then Kevin Bacon was. In, now it's two degrees of separation. That's how the, the right. Works. Okay, so give me right. anyone, anyone you think wouldn't be connected to Kevin Bacon on a professional level, and this thing will generate oh, a number to, to tell you exactly how far they were, and it'll also tell you what. Yeah. Oh my God! Give me Lil Fizz. Lil Fizz. We going with Lil Fizz. Come on, okay, come on nah, with see, it. I'm going all the way there. This is uh okay. Wow. Okay. B2K in this bitch. Well, you know what? Lil Fizz has a bacon number of three. Oh, nice. Lil Fizz was in a movie nice. called Steppin, the movie, right? Mm-hmm. Steppin had a, a person named Clifton Powell in the movie. Clifton Powell was in Dead Presidents. He was also in Dead Presidents with a, with a, with a, with a former named Keith David, who was in a movie mm-hmm. called Novocaine, which Kevin Bacon was in, means that Lil Fizz has a number three connection to Kevin Bacon. Oh, my fuck. Give me somebody else. <laughs> Um. Uh, uh, you thought Lil Fizz was gonna throw it off, huh? I thought Lil Fizz was gonna fuck it all the way up, but nope. I should have known. Come on now, <laughs> I should have known better. Uh, give me. Um, uh, I'm thinking of another little. No more Who Lils. Else no more Lils. No, give no me more another Lils. Person. Why is Lil coming to my no head right Lils. now? No more Lils. Um. Just a regular just person. So fucking- Actor. Out there. Actor, a singer, a performer, a rapper, anybody. Give me Gregory Hines. All right, Gregory Hines. Now, come on, that's too easy. You know he's connected. That's probably going to be easy as hell, though. Gregory Hines was in a movie called The Cotton Club with, a movie with an artist called Tom Waits, who was in a movie called Queen's Logic with Kevin Bacon. So Man, Gregory what's that, Hines' two? Is, number is two, yes. Wow. Uh, uh, I'm going to try Jay-Z. Let's see if Jay-Z is connected to Kevin Bacon. That's going to be so – it's probably going to be like one – Two. Two. Jay-Z was in Paper Soldiers with Patrice O'Neill. Patrice O'Neill was in a movie called In the Cut with Kevin Bacon. Oh, interesting. Wow. Okay. Damn. He, he's up through there. Yeah. I'm going to try Most Deaf and then we're going to move on. Okay. <laughs> Most Deaf. Let's see. Oh, wow. Most Deaf has a Kevin Bacon number one because he was in a movie called The Woodsman with Kevin Bacon. <laughs> Come on. Most Deaf is like A-list star yeah. at this point yeah he's got it like that so yeah not shocked not even shocked so um yeah i was saying to somebody the other day i think it was you 
that this whole idea of celebrity worship is pretty insane. And mm-hmm. there's a Dana Carvey comedy sketch, right? Mm-hmm. Based on the idea that news stations would record, would pre-record celebrity death news so that when it happened, they could be the first one to get the, the scoop. Okay, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> And I you was did like, that. I was like, um, I think that it, it, if you if there was somebody who um, uh, <laughs> if there was somebody who like could profit from that is candle uh, uh, companies that set up uh, candlelight visuals for celebrities of people that never Yo. knew. And then like, oh my gosh, if you want to make up a conspiracy about how big candle was trying to take over. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> this whole thing that's is a plot sick. to get people to that's buy more sickening. candles. The wax buy more industry. fucking candles. That's sick. Nah, but that's stupid. But anyway, um, I just thought that, that was funny. Um, so what you've been listening to? Whoa, well, I've been listening to right now. I I just had this conversation with someone today. Yeah, that I only basically listen to. Um, West African, um, Afrobeats, Chronics, Coffee. Oh my gosh, have you been listening um, to the new um, uh, Burner Boy? Oh, so good. I mean, that that's all. This, that's how this conversation started. My friend had posted on Instagram he was listening to Burner Boy, and that's one of the only artists he listens to right now. And I said, yo, I love Burner so much. I've been listening to him for like three years now. Right. And I said, you know, I'm so out the loop with American music. I can go to the club or a party. I won't know none of this shit they playing. My friends be like, oh, you don't know this new, um, who was it? What's that fucking rapper? Uh-huh. I was have way before the deal. What's his fucking name? He's from Atlanta. I forgot his name. But right, right. He had a new song in the, in the club, and my homegirls knew all the words. They are like, you don't know this? Oh, we was doing karaoke. My friend's like, you don't know this? I said, bitch, no. I don't listen to American music anymore. So I'm like, all Afrobeats, reggae, any international artists. I'm even listening to a um, Cape Verdean singer yeah. who she sings in Portuguese. Um, her name is Myra Andrande. Huh. So I'm listening to a lot of actually music where I don't even know what the fuck they're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Lots of international music. I have no clue what they're saying most of the time. I listen to a lot of uh, salsa, bachata, reggaeton. Not a lot of reggaeton, but I listen to Mark Anthony. Anybody mainly who's not American. I'm actually slightly repulsed by American music at this point. You know what? I'm going to tell you something that's really crazy. Um, that what's happening to you and your, your disgust for American music is not like something that is like outlandish. Because mm-hmm. America is so obsessed with itself and so arrogant yes. that we really oh think that our God. shit is like popping. And if it ain't popping here, it ain't popping nowhere. Then it ain't popping nowhere. No, we no, that's that not the case. We think our world is the only fucking world. Let me world tell you something. Those fits. songs, those international records, they go billion. Like Big they, hits. They, they're going to get Big billion hits. streams like right off the top. And that's why I think that that idea, and I listened to this Black Eyed Peas new record, the album, it's brilliant. They just basically what? took... Yes, you need to listen to it because oh, what they, album? Yes, they made an album called Translation. You're gonna like it if you like wow. international music. Because I love Black Eyed Peas. Because they basically did this. Any all the international superstars, 
Like Brazilian, if you're popping in Brazil, you're popping in like they put them, they put them on the records, and they're speaking in multi languages. They're doing you oh, know, dance, hall, they're doing dance hall records. They're doing like you know EDM. They're doing you know uh, you know you know big bass, drum and bass, like you know they're oh. doing reggaeton. And their biggest record is this uh, flip from uh, you know can't touch this. Doom, 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 doom. But they but they did right. like but they did like this may be da loca. Doom, 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 doom. You know what I'm saying? It's crazy. It's crazy. Oh, I know that's hot. I know that's dope. It's fire. And so, you know, the thing about Black Eyed Peas and what made them so uh, appealing was right out the gate. They were they're they're, multicultural. They're, they were multicultural. Exactly. The black guy, the white guy, the Filipino, and the Hispanic. Yeah, you got the Asian, the Mexican, the white girl. Yeah, the, the black guy. Yeah. yeah. Just every fucking culture you could think of. Right. Off, off top. Exactly. And so that's actually what happened. It's like, you know, uh, people... Um, are, and I've always been about this, and I've kind of like been like tampering with the idea, but I don't want to seem like I'm fake, like I'm jumping on a bandwagon. So mm-hmm. I, I don't really want to go full uh, international sound. You know what I'm saying? Right, right, right. Um, yeah. Because it does, no, it does seem that. like you're like I'm gimmicky. But my friend was like, "Man, you're Jamaican, man. You you got the pass to do this shit, like you know." So every once in a yeah. while, just to test the waters, I slip in some patois. I do some chat. I do some shit like that. But I don't want to seem like I'm biting off of some shit. You know what I'm saying? Right, and um, you know what? That's funny because I have a friend who's um, from Ghana, and yeah. he's been doing music for like ten fucking years. Yeah. And I told him ten, ten years strong at the minimum. Yeah. And I told him five years ago when I got introduced to Afrobeats, I said, "My nigga, you're from Ghana. Like he moved here and didn't. He moved here in high school and didn't really know, you know, American culture and nothing like that. And we started doing music, and I list start listening to Afrobeats. I said, yeah. "My nigga, you, when he came here and did music, he was trying to sound like Jay Z." Hmm. Right, hmm. which was ridiculous. Right, and once I got introduced to Afrobeats, I said, "My nigga, why don't you start doing music like this? Make some of your your culture shit." I kid you not, he fucking laughed at me. He said, "That's why would I do that?" He said, "Huh, you're crazy, my." Now, honestly, I don't want to toot my own horn, but I've always been a person that is always on the cusp of what's new. I always have a feeling and a vibe of what's gonna yes. hit. I tell everybody before it's happening. Y'all, this shit right here, this is it. They be like, Maisha, you're tripping. A year later, popping. Yep. And they always come back and be like, Maisha, you know what? They actually tell me I was right. Which when is they, very validating. That's what's up. <laughs> when they be when they start playing Davido on like hip hop radio stations, that was it. It's a rap. I couldn't fucking believe when, it. Right. When Beyonce was doing the Afrobeats, it was done. That's it. This is the sound. Yeah. You yes. Know? Yes. And I tell you, I kid you not, a year ago, two years ago, my friends was getting in the car with me. They're like, Maisha, what are you playing? I'm like, yo, this DeVito, this Techno, this Burner, this WizKid. They're like, what? WizKid. It's like, this shit is dumb. Right. Now, I could not get them to listen to it. They was like, turn it off. Now, they're like, oh, when the money follow you. I said, bitch, get out of here. Get out of my car. (laughs) You put out. (laughs) Money follow you. Paparazzi follow you. But yep, let me tell you something. Yep. I was on that shit too. There's a guy that I that I worked with called um his name is Motherland Boy. He's a he's a guy who grew up in France, but he was born in Africa. He's an African dude, and uh, uh-huh. I put him on my first album like the the year later release. 
um, mm-hmm. when he jumped on a remix to one of my songs. And he ha- he rapping like this, and that's the way he talk in his accent oh, like that, dope. when he's rapping like that, you know? And I was like, well, why dope. you got this, this African dude on your record? What the hell? And shout out to Motherland Boy, because I knew that he's in Atlanta, he's not trying to sound like a Southerner. He's rapping on track type beats, but he's doing it in his African dialect, African accent. Oh, that shit's so swag. And it was like, man, I, this is ha- it has to be the future. This has to be the future. And, and I was on. So the problem that I have is that, yes, I know what to tap in, to as far as like what the new wave is going to be but I have I don't mm-hmm. have the, the ability or the clout or the pull to push the culture and that's sad, right you know? right because, yeah because I, I started yeah, I versus agree. I started versus a long time ago I said this on multiple times I have a page called like Virtual that Beat Battles that culture, I made though. five years ago that is pushing the culture though like just because you know a hundred thousand people can't listen to it like sometimes just the spark of you knowing and putting it into a couple people's heads like i can't influence the culture but i still feel like i do when i tell 15 of my friends two years ago what's popping and they're like maisha you opened my eyes like literally people tell me all the time maisha you totally switched my whole frequency i didn't know but now they trust me and people do come to me and they're like maisha what's what's good with this what should i do with it like I know it's pushing the culture in a small, tiny little way, yeah. and I feel validated. Shit. Yeah, I was talking to my last episode. I was talking to um, you know, Six Lack, Black. Oh yeah, uh huh. His dad was on mm-hmm. my show, and pretty much no. like his dad is an MC, and he has had marginal success. He didn't like blow up like oh my gosh like international superstar, but right, right. He he pursued his dream and his vision. Right, so. No. What what his son saw was him pr- doing his what you know, his passion and working hard at his at his thing. Now his son is mm-hmm. one of the biggest names in, in music. He sold like you know I don't know streamed like twelve million I think last year. Right. He was like right, t- yeah. charting number one Billboard for like holding up for so long. And it's like you know what the little seeds that you plant, just showing someone what it's like to do what you love and enjoy it. It can create yep. something bigger than you, you know? And so yep, I think very that, true. Yeah, people get discouraged when their shit don't pop off like on an international scale, like blow up, blow up, blow up. Well, right. You gotta understand. But you might give birth to the person yes. who's gonna blow up on an international Manny Fresh in New Orleans. His dad was a famous DJ in New Orleans. I mean, wow. super famous, had the bounce music popping. Everybody in New Orleans knows his name. I can't remember his name, but he was very popular. And sure enough, he gave birth to it Fresh. So it's like, hmm. yeah. It's like that. Right, right. And what's that what's that song? The What's that song? That it's it's called the uh something uh uh Bounce music. No, there's a loop for bounce music. That that one thing is called I don't know. I don't know what it's called. I mean I, I watched the whole documentary of it. It's gonna drive me crazy. Hold on. It's called New Orleans. Anyway, it's 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 pretty much like this one loop. The blueprint for the blueprint for the whole genre, based on one uh-huh. record that someone made like a long time ago. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. Uh, I know what you're talking about. I can't think of the name or the artist who did it, but yes. I'm on Google. Hold on. No, the, the name of this is going to drive me crazy. Hold on. <laughs> Mardi Gras. Call and response. Manifestation of Southern Roots. Popularized Bounce Song. 
that's the song. It's called uh the it's called it's a song called uh Jubilee by uh no DJ Jubilee, right? And there's a, the loop is Do you hear it? Let's hear it. Do, 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 do. That there's something it's it's called the something loop, and I can't remember what it's called now. What is it called, man? Okay. Anyway, that's the loop. That's the loop. You know what I mean? Oh, it's called. Okay. Where they at? Where they at? Where they at? Where they at? Uh. See, not see. This is why I should do research, but fuck it. Like the point I'm making is that 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 sample is the is the basis, the groundwork for the whole entire genre, and it's only an eight bar loop, do, like a four right. bar, like yeah, it's those four little bars, right? It's pretty much the foundation for a whole entire genre, and this this brings me back to that that thing like the Amen loop. Have you heard of that? No, never. The Amen loop is this one piece of music, right? It's a song called uh-huh. Amen, right? Okay. And pretty much it's like this. Um, on the song, it's this guy, it's like a four-minute song, right? Uh-huh. And he's playing a song, Amen, 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 Amen. And then the part comes in where they break it down. And this is it right here. Listen. Okay. Okay, so it's like the, the whole break. I don't know if you heard it, but the break goes. Uh, no. Huh? Yeah, I'm listening. That's my kid in the background. Oh, it goes. The thing I messed up is the one part where it skips. It goes. Okay. Anyway. That little tiny eight-minute thing, right, is literally the most sampled loop in, of all time. It was really used, yes. It was used in over uh, fifteen hundred songs. What the hell? And it's a gospel song. It's a breakdown in a, a drum break in a gospel song. You see what I'm saying? Fifteen hundred wow. songs, and that little loop is the foundation for drum and bass, a lot of hip hop, a lot of shit. Like has sped up, slowed down. You know that like they build the whole genre around that one little piece of music, right? Wow. And uh, the same thing applies to that New Orleans shit. And so these are black men, and most of the people that produce that international uh, dub and that international like house music were like white people, like in Europe, like that. And that's where that shit blew up. They finally got their recognition. They finally got their pay. That shit was recorded. Shoot, like I think it was like when was that recorded? Hold on. The famous Amen Jump Crew was recorded in 1969. It's six seconds of of music that was recorded that was used on 1,500 plus songs. Wow. Wow. Dope. Never. I bet they never thought secular music would be so damn lucrative. 
Right. And this is what I was talking, what you just talked about. Those guys just wanted to make a little gospel record. They didn't know that that little piece of music was going to be the most important piece of music in popular music for the next, like, you know, 40 years. Wow. You know what I mean? And so, yeah, I just, uh, I'm a big fan of the idea that the that the that everything is like like functions like like the universe, like things are random, it's like, it's like things the, are all like over the, the place, and then you can grab them, you can place them, and eventually they become something that that you know from all different parts that become one viable thing. And if we it's look almost at like the butterfly effect, yes, yeah, exactly. If exactly. if you take out one, thing, it can fuck up the whole fucking movement forward. Yeah. I mean, you got to look at, like, the reason why hip-hop exists in the first place. The transatlantic slave trade, the the gentrification, like, not, not gentrification, but the housing structures that were built yeah. specifically because of the effects of slavery. Um, right. All these people misplaced, displaced, no property taxes, redlining. You know, now the children don't have uh, extra money. The property taxes are so low, so there's no money for them to start, like, school programs where, you know... Uh, they could have music and arts. So they relied on the records that were sitting in the basement of their grandparents' house. Right, right. Like, they literally created hip-hop out of boredom and a necessity that was created because of systematic racism, prejudice, slavery, redlining, poverty, uh, and, you know, you know, you know, economic uh, uh, injustice was all. It, 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 if if all this shit didn't happen, then there wouldn't be RZA in his basement. You know, making beats. Yeah, very true. I agree, one hundred percent, one hundred, one thousand percent. So, but that's you know, like I said, for another another day, another, another conversation. Day, another that time. is the reason why I hold. Um, our culture and our music so sacred and yeah. I'm not one of those people who are willing to share it with other races I'm just not I understand I understand and one thing I that I can't I can't give it away yeah one thing that I, that I have always admired about the art and the culture is that it's not this or that it's like okay this dude is rapping about killing rapping about selling drugs rapping about you know having you know anonymous sex rap but there's a reason for what he's doing. Like, every single thing has a purpose. I feel like uh, we're very quick to shun any kind of art form because of something that it might fit, make you feel, you know? But we're right. willing to accept when someone expresses certain, like, dark themes in film and in other forms of literature and other forms of mediums. But when it comes to music, for some reason, we can't allow ourselves to objectively look at something that we're not a part of, that we don't believe in, just to see, just to, just a, a little window into that lifestyle, you know? Right, right, yeah. It all, yep. o- overall, whether you know it or not, is for the culture. Because if someone hears a record about someone killing and murdering and, and robbing and stealing and, and, you know, scamming and all that shit, it could either make them do that stuff too or convince them to do better because they don't want to be in that, in that predicament. Right. So we can't shine right. all, we can't, everything, like everything, there's no this or that. There's no good or bad. There's no wrong or right. I feel like in this, in this realm, everything serves a it's purpose. It's all about balance. Yeah. It's really balanced, and it, I, I think this also, you know, goes into the subject of celebrity worship. Like, 
I feel like to a degree we have to teach ourselves and our children that it's entertainment. It's really is merely entertainment. Yeah. You have to like when people get mad at, you know, Cardi B or Nicki Minaj for twerking online and they're like, You're not being a good role model and Cardi B says the same thing I've been saying for ten years. Bitch, I'm not your fucking kid's role model. Be your own fucking kid's role model. Exactly. I'm here to entertain and exactly. delight. Exactly. Exactly. And that's the thing. It's like balance. Okay, there's a balance. There's the understanding of what everyone's purpose is. Like there's no reason why your fourteen year old daughter should be listening to this at all. Yep, and there's that's not the the artist's fault because right. regardless exactly. of whether or not the artist is making a piece of art, right? You got to know what to do with it. Yeah, you got to know what to do with it. You have As to know a listener. what to do. Yeah, and um, things are just going to be what they are. People have always had sex. People have always you know done drugs. People have always yeah. killed people. Um, For sure, but. You know, nursery rhymes are just as vulgar and just as, as dark and twisted as fucking, you know, <laughs> you know, two. Yeah, if you dissect that shit, if <laughs> yeah. you dissect fucking um, Rockabye Baby, that shit is sick. Yeah, on a treetop and the baby falls and dies. My baby like, fell. Like, are you fucking kidding me? They didn't you can't say the baby I'm got not singing this shit to you. Exactly. You know, it's demonic. Yeah. And then that's another thing. So. Um, the, the thing that really makes people accept specific things is their ability to uh, remove their moral compass for the purpose of celebrity worship. So it's like, okay, I'm very upset that the bus boy or the bag boy or the cashier said fuck when he was doing something. I'm very disappointed at him. Can't believe he uh-huh. did that. But if someone of caliber, of status, says fuck, they go, well, I mean, he's an artist. That's okay. It's different. Uh-huh. He's just expressing himself. Yeah, well, why isn't the cashier expressing himself? So He's expressing the hell out of himself. He works right. a hard-ass job. Right. So this is a, a hypocrisy that I find amusing and why I always play around with it. But I have to be careful about who I play around uh-huh. with it because everyone isn't going to grasp this, uh, this abstract concept the way that I'm grasping it. And they'll think that, well, I said fuck or shit or bitch or cunt or whatever because I have no disrespect. I'm stupid. I'm ignorant. Right. I'm foolish. I have no culture. I'm godless. I'm all, whatever they want to put, uh, put me on, they're going to do that, right? Right. But, you know, you think about, like, the origins of the scriptures and the things that we look at. It was created by people in the secular world. King James was fucking and sucking and doing wild. all this shit, you know? Wow. He was a wild boy. <laughs> But he said, yeah. "Well, you know, I think that people need to see these 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 ancient texts. So let's you know put them together into these little sixty six books." But right. you know, they still proudly bear his name on the fucking chip, King James version. When right. it's like you know, if if someone came out with the R Kelly version of R and B, how to R and B, ten years from now, who's gonna like want that? Right, right. Like here's the R Kelly's guide to writing songs. You know, his name is tainted. How come his name is tainted, but King James' name isn't tainted? Is it something about time that makes people more accepted, acceptable of pedophilia and, and, and raunchiness and, and vulgarity and, you know, lavish right. lifestyle and, you know, ex- living in excess and doing all these crazy things? Is it something about time that allows people to, to be more tolerant of this? Yeah, I mean, that's a valid fucking point, and that's a perspective that people should take on on music in general. Yeah, it's music, just another art form. Movies, entertainment, everything. Take it as a grain of salt. If it can inspire you in a positive way, okay, great. But you can't let the negativity of uh, entertainment 
raise your kid. Yeah. Or raise you. I mean, Dr. Seuss made X-rated cartoons. He did. But that's not his legacy. Right. You know? Yeah. We don't know that. We don't remember that. Exactly. And I think that if we if we stop worrying about the creators, like the people right. who create the content are irrelevant. They're just a vessel to get the project out. Facts. They don't Facts. like I, I, I can say with confidence that I can I, I might feel my own personal need to be acknowledged and, and recognized as an artist. But at the uh-huh. end of the day, what I'm doing in my art has nothing to do with me. I'm a vessel. I'm a tool. Right, right. And I'm okay with being used because I understand that that's my purpose. Right. You're an instrument, basically. Yeah. Yeah, I I, I agree. So if you look at the Bible and the people in the Bible that we put up on a pedestal, uh, King David, he slayed Goliath. That's the shit. That's the first thing you learn in Sunday school or Sabbath school or whatever. It's like, wow, he had the slingshots and he threw that. Man, he's the best, man. He chopped that giant's head off and he became the king. He was the dopest, right? And then they stopped the story there. They don't talk about how he, you know, killed a man and put him on the front line so he could have sex with his wife. They don't talk about that part. Yeah, true. It's celebrity worship. Because we're going to talk about David as the great king. We're not going to talk right. about him as the adulterer, the murderer. We're not going to talk about him like that. Right. True. Moses didn't see the promised land in the scriptures because he didn't right. obey God. We're not going to talk about that, though. We're going to talk about right. let my people go. We're going to talk about how he sta- he split the he you know used the staff to split the water. We're not going to talk about the other shit. Right. 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 Yeah, I feel you. And the the thing that I find interesting about these ancient scriptures is why did they feel the need to put that in there? Why couldn't they just make the guy the best and then that's it? Once again, it goes back to balance. There's good, there's bad. And honestly, I feel that it's both needed. You know, and I had this conversation with um, an aunt of mine. Yeah. And and I was telling her, you know, she's talking about the neighborhood she doesn't want to live in and it's a nap for my kids. I said, look, until we create a fucking utopia on earth, there's going to be bad, there's going to be good. You just have to find a balance within all that shit. It's all needed to a degree. To have a learning experience for growth, you usually can't grow from just good shit. Just good, good, good. It's like a, the spoiled kid. Most spoiled kids who get everything they want, they turn all rotten. Yeah. So you have to find a balance in the negativity, and I mean that could be a reason why they put that in there to give yeah. you some raw realness. Yeah. And then like some like the new Jid. Oh my gosh, the new Jid Spillage Village Earth Gang just dropped. Baptized. Uh-huh. I, I heard this shit and I immediately made like my own little remix to it. Like I, I did like a little twenty second remix to it. But on the song, it talks about how Jesus hung around with murderers, killers, and and, and thugs and whores. Like. Yo. Real why shit. did they have to put that in there? If he's supposed to be this deity who like is supposed to be worshipped, who saved us, why, why would they even write in that his best friends were like fishermen and, and scumbags? <laughs> why? Right, right. What's the purpose? You know? Yeah. Yep. The purpose is to fucking elevate your mentality so that we're not just a classist. Like that teaches you that classism ain't worth shit. That you gotta love the fucking homeless man on the street as much as you love and revere the rich man in the fucking Bentley. But that's crazy like, because who are the guys that put that together? 
King James and the Council of Nicaea, they were the richest people. They're sitting there writing, writing uh, documents and paperwork about how bad they, they are. They're sitting there talking about how shitty that what they're doing is, they, they, like, what we're doing is wrong. This uh-huh. is bad. Being rich and being uh, extravagant is shitty. And here's why. Yep. It's crazy. It's like, that's wild, man. Yeah, it is. Yep. That's like, you know, me writing a book about why you shouldn't be a rapper. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And so that's one of the things that trips me out is like, um, I noticed that you burn sage and you do those type of things. Like, um, people... They'll go like, oh, well, that's rich, that's witchcraft, that's evil, that's demonic. Um, and it's like, you know, you're like, who who is saying, like, who is saying what is what? It's like, like you said, there's a balance, there's a huge thing that's going on all over. Everything is, is for is for us to be able to utilize to our advantage. We, yeah, why it, do we have it, to it, limit the Bible, ourselves? You can read scriptures about them. What they bring to baby Jesus, frankincense, myrrh, the fucking infant. I mean, th- these are things that they use. These are these were all tools. So, I mean, if you look at uh, how Christianity Christianity was originally, they used these tools. Now, how they have uh, flipped it into Western Christianity—that's a whole other story. How they removed so much information, and or it, it, they probably didn't even remove it because it's right there. Mm. It's right there in the Bible. It's what they choose to teach to you. Mm. So that they can remove the spiritual aspects from Christianity. Yeah, I think that it's interesting the uh, the way that we uh, black people will um, immediately shun and throw and throw and disregard any other form of spirituality that doesn't pertain to Christianity. And even though our Africans, our culture is rich and deep, and there's a lot of different things that we tap into. But uh-huh. someone gave us a book about Jesus, and all of a sudden we lost our mind. Yeah, what? Uh, yeah. real shit. And I love the story. We it's lost a great our story. Mind. We also lost our sense of self. Mm. We really have, um, you know. I mean, the the who I would consider the original Hebrews. I mean, anyone who knows anything knows the original Hebrews, Ethiopian. So I mean, that's where it all started. The original Jews is. In Ethiopia, so well, you gotta I mean, be careful because that's what got um, Nick Cannon in trouble. <laughs> yo, Nick Cannon, know what's up? You gotta play the game, though. You can't just let you can't let it all out when you're on a huge platform. You can't tell the fucking truth if you're at a certain level in a society. You can't do that. They're gonna laugh at you and tell you you're crazy. But what I learned a long time ago is that the person that they're usually calling crazy is usually the person that has a lot of fucking sense, and there's ahead of their time yeah yeah it's true you're just ahead of your time you're not crazy right now you're just out of place mm-hmm. you're in the wrong you're in the wrong century damn damn and you know what Dave Chappelle said about crazy is like I don't want to call anyone crazy it's dismissive it, it just it's very dismissive yeah. because I mean, you don't know what I know because you're not enlightened on what I'm enlightened on it doesn't yeah. make me crazy you know who else they said was crazy who that Marcus Garvey. Yeah, of course. They said Malcolm X was crazy. He was insane. Marcus Garvey was crazy. They had to put him on trial. They exiled him from the country. They 
said that he was inciting uh, espionage, like all this crazy shit. Mm-hmm. And you listen yeah. to this man rant. If you ever listen to the passion in his voice, it's like, whoa. It's real. He was on to something, but he was way ahead of his time. America was not fucking ready for that. America wasn't ready for the rock clock. <laughs> I wasn't ready for that. Do you think? Even, what I do can't you think? believe he had the balls to do it. Yeah, I have a friend who, and I've talked about this before on other platforms. I mean, other episodes. But I have a friend who was really about like you know this country was never for us. <laughs> they don't want us here. Why are we so adamant on staying here? Why don't we well, just go I, back honestly, home? They do want us here. They feed off of us like a fucking leech. They need. They might not want us here, but they, they know need they us. need us. They need us. Because necessity. We are interwoven into the American fucking society and spirit. It wouldn't even be America without us. It wouldn't be shit. I can't imagine what it would be like. It would be a destitute wasteland without us. Huh. Huh. They need us. They feed off our culture. They feed off our heritage. Everything. They wouldn't have a, an ounce of what they have without us. So, hmm. you know that that's just the way they play the game. But they know the uh, they know the mental warfare, the spiritual warfare. They know all the tricks. We have no fucking clue how deep it is. So deep, we, we're we way behind, way behind. Wow. They know who we are. That's why they got to play the mind game. Hmm. Hmm. We just don't know. We don't know who we are yet. Damn. Yeah, real shit. Well, I would like to continue talking to you for a minute, but I think that we're gaining on an hour, over an hour. And while, I, while we could do this for like two hours, it's it's 12.30 on a, mon- on a Sunday night. I got work in the morning. My dumb ass. Yo. Um, I still have audio to send to Stone. Dog, I'm sending you the audio right now. Yeah. I see your message popping up on the thing. I'm about to send the audio right now. Before I go to bed, you will have that shit in your inbox. I promise you. But I got to send that shit over. Um, Okay. And then, like, I got to get ready for work. Um, It's not a... There's a reason why I don't have a set schedule yet. Because I don't know what's going to happen in my day-to-day. And that's that's bad. That's a bad thing. We got to work on... Like, I got to work on uh, organization. uh, Right, Planning. Scheduling. uh, Because there's a guy that I know... Who runs a website, has two different podcasts, just put albums out, does production, does beats, um, you know, has kids, has family, has a job, and he's able to balance all that with time management. And I'm just fucking whack at time management, dude. I'm the worst. <laughs> I'm the worst. I just kind of like no, just like not. do whatever I can whenever I can do it. So I'm on episode 13, yeah. But they were all up- uploaded at random times. Right, right, right. Don't be too hard on yourself. We all are just trying to figure it out. We all are trying to figure out life. Don't be too fucking hard on yourself. And everybody's different. Shit. <laughs> everybody's different. Everybody is built, wired, completely fucking different. I yeah. wish I could be like other people and be, um, you know, on my shit a lot better. But I know my time. My time's coming. I, you might, you might be like me. For when we turn forty, that's gonna be our time to shine. We're gonna pop off in our forties. We're gonna be at our peak, and we're gonna be ballers. Exactly. Let everybody else hit their peak in their twenties and thirties. <laughs> we gonna chill right now. We gonna chill right now. Our shit's coming. It's all good. Nothing. Well, I appreciate Not- that, man. I really do, and uh, yeah. I hope that we could do this again, but this next time in person. And yes. and and I'll have a little more like topics lined up, but I mean. 
We did pretty good. Seventy minutes. Nice, good shit. Yep. Yeah. Anyway, y'all go check out. Uh, thank you so much for coming through. You're welcome. Go check her out, man. I'll put her info in the in the in the link. Um, uh, it's a lot of letters in your in your in your handle. Fact. Hey, y'all I, go check out that Peyton America new shit just dropped. Right? Yes. Get yeah. payola. But check this out. It's I-Y-A-N-A underscore L-O-V-E-S underscore jewelry. G-A-E-W-E-L-R-Y. Ayana loves jewelry. Check her out. I'll be back. I'll be back to Biatches and Wave soon. I'll be back to Biatches. Yeah, and we're going to talk, man. We're going to talk because not only do do we need to do the podcast, but we need to do some music because yeah. you are low-key dope and you need to stop playing around and get some records Yo, out there. facts so true i have to work on some you're a rare really butterfly like my nigga <laughs> we really are go listen to that shaka khan um it reminds me of what you just said shaka khan uh-huh. uh it's about butterfly hold on it's about blooming um i'm gonna I'm send it to you shaka khan it's butterfly old, it's called it's the name of a butterfly um, I can't remember uh, right Papillon. now. Yep, that's it right there. Show some pantheon. That's so, one of my favorite Shaka songs. Okay, okay. Well, we're that's gonna have that. to we're gonna have to campaign. We're gonna start putting hashtag Shaka uh, on verses so we can get her on that. <laughs> Man, but we were just talking about this the other day. If we can get if they can get Nicki Minaj to play Shaka Khan in a biopic, then if they don't do it, then we fail as a society. Yeah, we fuck because they're pretty much up. twins. Yeah, yep, that's her. They they three degrees of separation and relatives or some shit. Right, has Facts. to be. Has yeah. to be. Well, I, I appreciate talking to you, man. Shout out to Chevy. I hope that he's doing good. And uh, oh yeah, my dog Chevy beat. Yeah, but yeah, I got to get off this thing. So all right, man. Peace, peace. Peace. Thanks so much. All right, so there we go. The Late Bloomer Podcast. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Don't forget to check out typicaldiv.com, D-I-V.com, for your um, roasted coffee needs. And be sure to go to Paid in America with 3Ks.com and check out their new record, Get Payola. Thank you so much. Have a good night. Keeping it organic